For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. of Over the Line, that is correct. Something odd happened, and I don't know if I sound different to y'all, but I sound completely different on my end. Nothing, nothing at all sounds right on my end. So as you're listening to this and the volume changes, just know that's 100% my fault. I must have hit a button or something. I must have bumped into something and have caused my sound settings to get all out of whack. So, y'all just <laughs> y'all bear with me. This is here's the thing: when you do podcast or you do radio or any of that, when the the smallest thing is off, whether that's your surroundings, your producer, or simply. The, the sound isn't the same as what you're used to every single day or every single night. It will throw you off. And that's what's happening to me right now. So I don't, I don't know if I can go on. I think, I think that's it. I think we're going to end this podcast right now. All right, guys. Y'all have a wonderful night. See you, Cole. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not really doing that. I would if I could, but I know y'all ain't going to let me get by with that. By the way, um, j this just came in the mail. Trish got me this as one of my birthday gifts. It is a brand new phone case. And I know some of y'all, if you're listening to this, you can't see it. But those of you on YouTube, you see this? You see this phone case? This is not just a phone case that looks like a Game Boy. It is actually a Game Boy. Once I charge this, you can actually play like 36 Game Boy games on this thing. I am super excited. 
<laughs> I am sad for my orange case to be retired, especially since it's got my Trump 2020 uh, pop socket on there. I hate to let that one go, but we may just swap them out from time to time. We'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show. That's None of that's relevant. If you're still using social media, if, if, if the censorship has not run you off yet, you know how to find me on social media over the line on uh, Facebook and over the line on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash over the line if you can't find it in the search. And then Andrew McLean Who on Twitter, on Parlor, And uh, that's it, I think. That's it. Yeah, here we go. I'm uh, woefully unprepared for the show, but uh, we're going to see what we can do. Off the top, we started off the day kind of crappy. Bad news coming from the camp of Herman Cain. It was announced on Twitter after a a month-long battle in the hospital, Herman Cain has unfortunately passed away. Very, very sad as Herman Cain was a was a really a conservative icon, a guy that busted on the scenes out of nowhere. He was just kind of a a um, a businessman, kind of like Donald Trump, just on a much smaller scale. Burst on the scene with conservative and Christian values, and really uh, captured a lot of the hearts and minds of the conservative movement of the Republican Party of the Tea Party. And uh, it's a very sad day to see him. Uh, him lose his life uh, with that uh, battle of many different, uh, many different ailments he had. But the one that's getting all the media focus is he was COVID nineteen positive. Now, for one, we have no idea at this point what COVID nineteen positive even means because we seem to be just making the rules up as we go as to who actually has coronavirus, right? But they said he had it uh, because he had other issues that the COVID-19 only accelerated those uh, pre-existing conditions and it ultimately cost him his life. A sad, sad news all the way around. But do not let the left fool you into thinking as... Uh, you mourn the loss of their colleagues, of of their heroes, of their political icons, and you pay your respects. Don't let them fool you into thinking that they are going to pay the same respect to yours. For instance, I'm watching people across the political spectrum, conservative, Democrat, Republican, liberal, Pay their respects to John Lewis. And I do realize that a couple of days ago, I called John Lewis a scumbag, and some of y'all let me hear that. But if you listened close, you know that I called him only a scumbag in part of his life. Right? (laughs) In his later years. Now, that doesn't define who he is as a person overall, but... No matter what we thought about him in his later years, you have to give him mad respect for what he did in the day of civil rights. This guy was an icon in the civil rights movement. He was right up there with MLK and others marching across uh, the bridge in Selma and uh, right there literally taking blows for the movement that has really made this country a better place. 
did it the right way. In the sense of protest and seeking change, he and others did it the right way. And he deserves all the respect in the world. And that's what I've seen from both sides of the aisle. Everybody giving their respects, paying their respects to John Lewis. But we have an example of if the left is going to do the same for those conservatives that unfortunately pass away. And it seems that they can't muster enough to pay their respects. One of the first um, one of the first tweets I saw this morning after finding out the news that Herman Cain had sadly passed away. One of the first tweets I saw was from Mika Prasinski. Now let me scroll through her Twitter feed real quick so I can give you the exact tweet. Unless she's deleted it, I probably should have just uh, took the old screenshot. Um. Oh, man, I bet she deleted it. What a... You know what. I'm not going to call her what I want to call her. But I can give you the... Um, I, I, I can give you the... Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. Just the facts. This is tweet a tweet from Mika Brzezinski. Mika from Morning Joe. The lady that uh, Joe is with married to, and surprisingly hasn't killed yet. Just the facts. Herman Cain went to the real Donald Trump Tulsa super spreader rally with no mask. The campaign squashed people close... Uh, I'm sorry. The campaign squashed people close so the crowd would look bigger. They cheered for their president for hours. Cain tested positive for COVID nine days later. Now Herman Cain is dead. That's the kind of respect that those on the left are paying to Hermie King. You can imagine, you can imagine if Tucker Carlson or uh, Sean Hannity or, or anybody from the other side of the aisle, even in media, were to say something of that nature to or about John Lewis and make it completely political. Because that's what that's all these people can think about is Trump, 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 Trump. He lives in their head rent-free. And when you think about a billionaire, you're like, okay, if anybody needs to pay rent, it's that guy, and they don't force him to pay rent. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But no respect whatsoever. And if Herman Cain, because you all have seen the headlines all across social media and on the news sites and on TV... It is all being politicized that way. It's not just Mika Brzezinski. Every headline is Herman Cain, who wouldn't wear a mask, who was at the super spreader rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, dead from coronavirus. See, we told y'all, we told you this is going to kill you, now it's killing your heroes. What are you going to say now? That's what they're doing. That's exactly, exactly what they're doing. And they don't care. They have no shame whatsoever. None. They will take this and they will piss on somebody's grave in order to make their political point to attack Trump and Trump supporters. And that won't be the end of it. Absolutely will not. Instead of just saying, man, that's really sad. I hate to hear that. Not to mention, Herman Cain would be jumping out of his skin if he could hear what the media is doing today. With his passing. 
if he knew that they were contributing his death 100% to COVID-19, he'd flip out. Because he knows that's not what this is about. But they need to take every little nugget they've got to rub it in your face and say, see, we told you so. It was one of your guys. See, we told you. No shame. No shame at all. They did everything today they possibly could, and they as in the media, to paint Herman Cain as a COVID denier. A COVID-19 truther. That's, that's the new term they're coining. Coronavirus truther. He refused to wear a mask. They're doing it to Louis Gohmert today from Louisiana. You heard that he is allegedly tested positive for COVID-19. I believe he was on his way to uh, a Donald Trump event in Texas. That I guess that was held today or was it yesterday? And before boarding Air Force One, he tested positive for COVID-19. And they're like, oh, nope, can't do that. But who's to say? Who's to say Louis Gohmert even had it? Who's to say these tests are even accurate? Nonetheless, they're using that as well. Louis Gohmert refused to wear a mask. You see what happens. You know what they won't tell you, though? They won't tell you about the stories of people who are wearing masks, who are sanitizing their hands in their countertops, in their entire home, in their cars, in their workplace, in their cubicle, that are getting coronavirus. It's just as many, if not more. I'm hearing more and more each and every day of people that say, I did it the right way. Why did I catch it? I put all this time, energy, and effort into not catching this thing, and I caught it. How was this possible? Uh, Keisha, Keisha Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, same thing. She's like, I did everything right, and I still caught it. Of course, they won't admit that none of this stuff is helping you because you're going to catch it anyway. Their thing is, well, you just see how contagious it is. That's why we need to make extra sure we sanitize everything. Y'all, flu season is going to be a blast. I hope y'all know this. Flu season is going to be a blast. For the people that have sanitized their entire life for the past four months. When flu season comes around, vaccine or no vaccine, because guess what? We don't always get it right. We don't always get the strand of uh, the strain of flu correct on which one we're going to have. And when it's wrong, you got the wrong flu vaccine or you didn't get one at all and you've spent your last last few months in a sanitized bubble the flu is going to hit you 10 times harder and likely kill you quicker than the coronavirus ever was going to so do what you do do what you want to do but I don't care the point of all that is is the left Democrats and the media And I'm not going to put this on the whole Democratic Party. I have good friends and family that consider themselves Democrats, consider themselves liberals. But that group 
houses some of the most disgusting people on this planet. They're disgusting because they paint themselves as lovers of equality, lovers of their fellow man. Helping thy neighbor. Being a good Samaritan. And then they'll turn around and spit in your face. Attack you because you have the wrong beliefs and your skin is the wrong color. Kill you. Shoot and kill you. Because you are a black man on the side of the street with Trump 2020 signs. That's the left. The choice is very clear for this election. If you go to facebook.com slash over the line or over the line page, what hasn't been censored on that page, there's a photo we just put up before the show. It was a protester, maybe in Seattle somewhere, I'm not sure exactly where it was, who was holding a sign that said, all of my heroes kill cops. The caption to that picture simply says, you've got two choices this November. Prosperity and happiness or this. All my heroes kill cops. No matter how many polls come out, no matter how many damaging ads about Trump, no matter how many tweets that are completely twisted out of context and spun into oblivion, America is never going to go for that second choice. Could we get close? Of course we could. There's plenty of crazies. Crazies normally aren't likely to vote. But middle America and the people that swing elections in an electoral college, they're never going to go for that. Never. And they're not going to go for Dr. Anthony Fauci and medical professionals and people that have very high vested interest in a vaccine with billions of dollars hanging in the balance, they're not going to allow those people to continue to push them around and tell them, just two more weeks, just two more weeks, just another month, just a mask through August. It's just a mask. It's just six feet. It's just two weeks. It's, it's just non-essential businesses. It's just non-essential workers. It's just a bar. It's just a restaurant. It's just to keep from overwhelming the hospitals. It's just until we flatten the curve and the cases go down. It's just a few inmates releasing from prison. It's just to keep others from being scared. That's why you got to wear the mask. It's just a few more weeks. It's just a church. You can still pray at home. And really, it's just prayer. It's just until we get a vaccine.
It's just a bracelet. It's just an app. It, it's just contact tracing. It's just to let people know that you're safe to be around. It's just to let other, other people know who you've been in contact with. It's just a few more months, a few more weeks, a few more months. It's just a few more inmates. It's just a video. It's just some kooky doctors who don't know what they're talking about. It's just a Facebook post. You probably deserve to have it censored. It's just protecting others from hate speech. It's just protecting other people from, from getting their feelings hurt. It's just, it's just a large gathering, but for protest. It's just a few violent protests. It, it, it's, it's just a test. It's just a scan. It's just for medical information. It's just a store of vaccination certificate. It's, it's just so you can travel. It's just so you can get your driver's license. It's just so you can vote. It's just mail-in voting. It's just a few more few more years. It's just a it's just a statue. It's just a it's just a monument. It's just a building. It's just a song. It's just lyrics. It's it's just the national anthem. It's just a few words. It's just a piece of cloth. It's just a flag. It's just your guns. It's just, uh, it's just the police that we're wanting to defund. It's just the military. It's just your freedoms. No big deal. That's what Americans are sick of. Because for the first time, people like me and others who have been fortunate enough to be blessed with an outlet like radio or podcast or any sort of venue where people listen and watch them. We have said for a long time, there is such thing as a slippery slope. There is such things as one small insignificant thing turning into one really big thing. There is such a thing as giving up a, a bump stock for a gun that nobody ever uses turning into something much, much bigger when the wrong people get in power. That this slippery slope will start sliding, will start sliding down the slippery slope, and by the time you realize it, it's too late. We've been saying that for a long time, and guess what? In 2020, on July the 30th, 2020, Americans are finally getting to see that theory play out. They're finally seeing that theory play out right in front of their eyes with their very own government that promised to protect them that promised them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're seeing it. Here it is. 
And we're still seeing things that seem like not that big of a deal, but completely stupid. But like, what? What could it hurt? Really? What? It's just goggles. We've now got Dr. Anthony Fauci, who said we got a six-foot distance. We got a social distance. We got to avoid large gatherings. We got to quit going to church, and we got to wear masks. Just for two weeks, and the curve's flattened. Just for two more weeks. Just for a month. Just for two, just through the summer, just till the fall, just till the vaccine. It's not enough, though. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci is telling you if you want to be protected from coronavirus, you gotta have more than the mask, you gotta wear goggles. That's correct goggles on your face because the coronavirus can get in through your eyes. Any, any portion of your face or your body that is open, exposed at any time, the coronavirus can get you. The coronavirus could probably get you in the butthole if it wanted, if we're being honest. But guess what? People will listen. You will see people in public wearing face shields and goggles now. They will blindly follow Dr. Anthony Fauci. And how long is it before states like Alabama, who have a mask mandate in place, how long before we have a goggle mandate in place? How long before we have to match goggles with our masks if we want to go anywhere? Now again, I've stressed it on the show that nobody has really made me wear a mask. There's two places that have forced me to wear a mask since the mandate started. And I don't even go to those places. One is Walmart. The second one is the ABC store, which is obviously run by the state of Alabama. Everybody else, they don't care. Why do they not care? Because their owners have told them, hey, we're not willing to put you in a position where you get your behind whooped by Billy Bob, who ain't wearing a mask, so we're just going to let it slide and turn the other cheek. Our employees will wear the mask, but for everybody else, just let them do what they want to do. We'll put the sign on the door and just let it ride. And it's going to continue to be like that. But the government has to test the waters. The government has to see how many Alabamians... And how many Americans will follow their orders? How many will do the state of Alabama's bidding? How many will do the United States of America's bidding? And there's a lot. There is a lot. Some people are overly excited to do the bidding because guess what? We've all seen face shields and goggles way before now. But that number is about to rise. And you're going to see a lot of it. But that's what it's all about. Doing the bidding, testing the waters, and see how compliant the public can be. All while boldface lying to your face. I mentioned this yesterday. I I talk to numerous people a, a day. I pick people up. I get them from A to B, right? So I've got a pretty good feel on the pulse of what a lot of people think about 
the current situation in society, in particular coronavirus. Not just people from Birmingham, not just people from Leeds, but people from all over the country, okay? Was talking with a guy from Ohio today, and we just happened to get on the topic of coronavirus. It's pretty easy to do. Because, you know, my first my first comment is always something like, I hate these stupid masks. I wish they were never born. Or something, something along those lines. So, we get into the conversation. We start talking about it. And it's apparent right off the top that we're both on the same page when it comes to this particular issue. We're both, uh, we're both anti the current coronavirus response. Now, he says... Let me tell you a story that's pretty daggum amazing. He said, I've got a friend back in Ohio who went to a testing site, stood in line for an hour and a half, hour and a half, and then decided he could no longer wait because he had to do X, Y, and Z and that he would try to come back at a later date if he didn't get to feeling better, right? Well... He said, four to five days later, my friend in Ohio gets a call and the testing site that uh, the doctor's office that's connected to that testing site called him to make him aware that he had tested positive for COVID-19 and he needed to immediately quarantine. Now, that doesn't seem like a big deal because it's just one guy in Ohio, right? But it is a big deal when we here in this household have the story from people we know numerous people i've talked to have that same exact story and what are the chances that when i bring that story up to just a random person they reciprocate with the same exact story for somebody else it's not a coincidence it's widespread and it's happening all over this country you that are listening to the show right now probably know someone that has had that same exact scenario play out, haven't you? You have. That's what I thought. It is widespread. The infection rate is a lie. The death rate is a lie. This guy from, from Ohio gave me another story about his friend's mom who who passed away from a car wreck and they put COVID-19 on her death certificate and the the son said he was going to be causing some big problems if they don't change it. They ultimately changed it. But this is happening all over the place. And it's the same thing with hydroxychloroquine. It's all a lie. The lady I talked to yesterday. I mean, I could do, I could literally come on this podcast every single day and only tell you stories of the people I've talked to about this very issue and fill up an hour a night with what they've dealt with and what their friends have dealt with. The lady's taking hydroxychloroquine since she hadn't been for two or three months now. Basically, zero side effects. She said, zero side effects. And she's taking not what they say would help coronavirus patients, which is 200 milligrams twice a week with zinc and others. She's taking 200 milligrams a day, and she has no side effects. And she has multiple, multiple issues. And she said to me, hey, 
I'm going to be honest. I think the only way I haven't caught this by now is because I'm using hydroxychloroquine and have been for three months. You're being lied to about every single bit of this. Every bit of it. And if you go, if you go to my Facebook, I think it's a... I think it's my personal Facebook page. You can go on there and see the heat that I catch from a lot of people when I when I speak out on this because, you know, there there's a diverse group of people that that follow me. And I, I for the most part respect everybody's opinions and I've got friends and family from all over the the uh political spectrum. All over. All over the place. And when I discuss what I'm telling you guys right now, people lose their mind on a level that they don't lose their mind on any other any other issue. Because they have been put into such a state of fear that they think what I'm doing in speaking out on this issue is killing people. That my refusal to wear a mask and my advice that a, a mask is not going to help you so you're wasting your time is killing people. And they lose it. Some people I, I view as people I respect, always respected their opinions and find them to be very intelligent individuals have fallen for this trap. And it's absolutely baffling that someone who distrusts the president as much as they do at this very moment can then turn around and put so much trust into the rest of the government. Because that's where they came, that's where they come from. Used to back in the day, we all agreed that the government was screwing us over from top to bottom, Republican to Democrat. They were all against us, and they were they were all screwing us over. And it was true. But we all agreed on that part, no matter what we felt about politics or abortion or, or any given issue. We used to agree on that. But now, now it's different. Now there is some people blindly trusting the government. Every aspect of the government except the Oval Office. Everybody else... <laughs> Health officials wouldn't lie to me. The WHO wouldn't lie to me. Why would they lie to me? Why would Facebook lie to me? Why would Don Lamont lie to me on CNN? He doesn't have an agenda. He's just a good old guy looking out for the safety of Americans and he thinks black lives matter. Which, I'm unaware that Don Lemon has, has brought up the death of the one black man that was uh, shot and killed for holding Trump 2020 signs, but I'm going to discuss that on a, on a different show because that's a, that's a big one. They just believe it. No questions asked, no, no skepticism, no nothing. As long as it's anti-Trump, it's got to be true. As long as it's the opposite of what Trump said, it's got to be true. That's what the left has, has, has been able to pull off in the heads of some Americans. It seems like the most irrational way of thinking, but it's true. And I'm not just talking about one or two things, because sometimes I'll put an example out there and I'll say, well, you see how adamant Democrats are 
about being against this particular issue, that tells you what you need to know. That means it's right. I'm not talking about one, two, three issues. I'm talking about everything. Every decision in their life is made regarding Donald John Trump. Every bit of it. And he's loving it. Don't get me wrong. Today, he floated... This is the way they paint He floated the idea of delaying the election. Delaying the election. Now, I thought, well, there he goes. He said something crazy today, and he's going to get some unnecessary heat. Then I quickly realized, especially after I read the tweet for myself, I said, oh, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's playing these people. What he posted on Twitter was 100% true in the first place. There was nothing whatsoever inaccurate about what the president posted. And I'll read it to you. Let me find it real quick. This morning, first thing, uh, I guess it was first tweet of the day. He said, with universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That tweet was then taken and headlines were made all across the all across media. Donald Trump is threatening to delay the election. First of all, he didn't threaten it. He didn't even say we should do this. He put it in the form of a question, which is like, well, if y'all care about people's lives and health so much against this coronavirus, why not delay the election? But they took it completely out of context, and they said he was calling for the election to be delayed. And if you really want to look into it, there was a um, there was an order signed by George W. Bush, I think it was back in 2007, that actually seems to give the president the power to move the date of the election. <laughs> yes, as all these headlines are freaking out. But here's what here's what drives me insane. It's not the MSNBC or the Fox News or the CNN and the way they, they shape their headlines. It's when NBC 13, ABC 3340, Fox 6, the local media channels, the local news channels, start shaping their headlines in that exact same fashion. You feel like those are the last people out there that just kind of give you, give you the news straight when you watch it at 6 o'clock in the evening. You know, the, the news at 6, the news at 10. You're like, I can just get it straight from those guys. It's not opinion, commentary, or any of that. But if you watch their social media, it is anything but. And they jumped right on that train. Here's the thing. Trump knows that that stuff drives them crazy. And that that can keep them occupied for an entire day, if not longer. So he throws that grenade out there, lets it blow up, and watches everybody run around with uh, their hair on fire. But when he talks about voting by mail, that is 100% accurate when he says that will be the most fraudulent election in history. And we've got the proof. There's a Washington Post article out out now that, that had been out for a while. It was about one of the primaries that they did vote by mail, and it was an absolute disaster. There's something like 10,000 ballots that didn't even get counted. 
right? The Washington Post did that article. We've got tremendous proof that across the board, mail-in voting would be a disaster, and that's what Democrats want. They know they have the weakest candidate in the history of their party running against Donald Trump, and they want to sow the seeds of doubt before the election even takes place so they can then delegitimize it. It's what they did in 2016. They were talking about the Russia stuff before we even cast our vote. They anticipated this and wanted to sow the seeds of doubt in your mind before you found out who the winner is. They want chaos, just like they're perpetrating chaos right now with the riots in the streets and the promotion of defunding the police and every other anarchist policy you can think of. They want to ensue even more chaos when the election gets here. It's just getting started, and I hope y'all are ready. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's Over the Line show. I had a good time. Hope you did as well. By the way, Trish sent me a text message as I um, as I started. She's watching uh, live on YouTube, and she said, Wow, you look so skinny. And what I say to you, ma'am, is I look skinny because I'm wearing your Over the Line shirt which is like two sizes smaller than what I'm used to wearing. So it's really tight, and it makes me look skinny. It's almost like a girdle. I may start wearing this on a regular basis. Who knows? Check us out over the line on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until next time, see you, Colt.